broken record ministries. And how Ronnie says it? He kind of, he kind of brings like he kind of like dips it at the end of broken records, and then like broken record. Mi- I can't do it. Broken record ministries. Maybe not like that, but <laughs> it's, you're so critical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You can't. You can't mimic. You can't mimic the original. That's true. Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Mike's back. How you doing? How do you know it was you? Because <laughs> you didn't say coffee, Mike. I didn't say schmedium, Mike, either. That's true. Ooh, he's the, assuming. He's the assuming. Mic, the mics are back. <laughs> yeah, for the, for, the, for the people who are, you know, tuning in at home, he looked at me directly, so that's why I thought he was talking to me. <laughs> Brother Bob's back. What's happening? Silent Ron's back. Hello. And Coffee Mike is back. Hello. There it is. Go figure. He has a big glass of coffee. <laughs> I wish I had a big glass of coffee. It's good. It's Colombian dark roast. Didn't Mike, I? would you read uh, our Bible verse, please? Absolutely. I'm reading 2 Timothy 1.7 from the ESV version. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Our discussion tonight is a game. It's a card game called Christian Culture. So this is how it works. Well, real quick, Ronnie, where might they be able to find this fine Christian game? Uh, I'm assuming it's on Amazon or at the Christian bookstores. Oh, I know it is on Amazon. Just punch in Christian culture card game and it'll take you wherever you need to go. All right. There, there it is go. from Brothers Bob's not, own not, list. They're, they're, not, they're not a sponsor of the not, podcast. Not unless they want to be. Unless they want to be. But this is how this game works. There's four stacks of cards. Okay. There's a blue pile, a red pile, a green pile. And the yellow pile. The colors represent the categories. So the cat, the blue, is icebreakers, which is quick and fun. Quick and fun prompts to start ideas flowing. Hot topics is red. Okay, Ron. Hot red. Got it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I do not know where that's coming from, but I got it. All right. <laughs> and it's I'm scared. Thought-provoking and possibly controversial topics. Mm. Okay. Green is uh, interpretations, discussions of scripture. Okay. So kind of like what we do at men's group and mm-hmm. here sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And then the yellow is stories, which is touching conversations about people's lives and experiences. Nice. So this is how we're going to play the game, though. Ooh. I don't like this already. I know. Yeah, it sounds bad, don't it? Breaking the rules. No. <laughs> Bully at work. Here we go. Besides that, I don't even know how the game goes. Jesus. Oh, okay? The original outlaw. So I'm going to pick a color, <laughs> and then I'll pick Bob. Bob will go first. And then I like it so I'll, he'll answer whatever color card is there. And then when he's done, he'll pick a color and a person that goes next. Okay. And then we'll just go from that. Like, that ain't good. <laughs> Sorry. That don't work for <laughs> ain't, ain't going 
ain't gonna hurt me. <laughs> if I can't say nothing, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go with hot topics right out of the gate. Oh, nothing like warming up. Here sounds we go. Like, sounds so, like a good one. It says, let's discuss. Yeah, that's what we're going to discuss. What checks and balances should churches have to prevent pastoral abuse of power? Where's Carl? (laughs) (laughs) Homesick. What checks and balances should a church have? Well, pastoral abuse of power. I got one. It's not your question. Oh, that's right. It's not. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, never mind. Go ahead, Bob. Mike. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, I'll, te- I'll text you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, of course, you know the pastor is actually the head of the church. Le- yep. According to God, he's, right. he's the head of the church. Um, deacons are put in place to kind of to do the legwork for the church. Now, elders are where they kind of try to help the pastor do things, you know what I'm saying? But yet, they kind of keep him on the on the humble side to keep him from thinking he's better than anybody else. And there's a lot of pastors out there that, uh, that don't have those, that checks, don't and have those <laughs> checks and balances, and, and they get the power and... And I've seen it before, you know, if it doesn't go their way, it doesn't happen at all, you know. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is is the pastor shouldn't be, shouldn't think he's got more power than God, which a lot of them do. There's a lot of, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of, there's a lot of church leaders, not just pastors, but you're talking, I'm talking elders and deacons and, you know, board members and all kinds of different people that they put in, that they put in these positions that think that it, it should go their way and not God's way. If, if the thing is, if, if he's a true follower of Jesus, this pastor, if he's a true follower of Jesus, he will stop. He will pray. He will ask Jesus advice, his advice on what to do, how to do it what to say, and allow Jesus to funnel to him. I'm saying this from personal experience because I used to pastor the Gathering Bike Church, and, you know, I would I would absolutely sit down and write sermons, and I would read about the first five sentences of that sermon, and it would lay there on the... Well, I used to have a, a motorcycle front end for a pulpit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I saw that picture. Yeah. You still got it? No. No, we uh, we actually give it to another place to, to auction off for another church. So, but anyway, you know, uh, I would I would write these sermons out. You know, all, all a sermon is, is if you write it out, it's just a guideline. Like I said, I'd probably write maybe, I'd, I'd read probably maybe the first five or six sentences. And then after that, Jesus just took over I just allowed him to funnel to me. And you know what? Like Cole always said, and I told everybody, you know, I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just allowing him to say what he needs to say to me. If he's stepping on your toes, I think you need to uh, step back and reevaluate yourself then if you feel like he's stepping on your feet. Seriously, I mean, you know, but yeah, to, to keep them in check, you know, there's got to be, you can't, 
You can't allow them. You got to keep them humble. I'll put it that way. Okay. They need to stay humble. Well, pick a color. Blue, red, green, yellow. Um, let's close red. Who do you want to answer this one? Schmidian Mike. <laughs> no. Now it's your turn, Mike. <clears throat> Instead of rejoicing, Jonah was upset by God's compassion. How can you celebrate when others are blessed by God, even when you don't think they deserve it, or and or, and, or you are envious of it? Oh, that's wrong. Mm. That ain't an easy one. I don't like this game. You haven't got to play yet. Mm. Oh, you're going. And that's the bad thing. Oh. He's playing. Because I don't think this is going to be good for Silent Ron. These are just the two hot topics. Yeah, there's a hot topic. You I might not get a saying. hot topic. Can we ever repeat it for you? Shmedium? No. I think you have to take yourself out of the situation. Take the you out and put the him in. Because I think we need to, we, I mean, we can always be jealous and envious of, of with what others have. But also, I think we forget the things that some people might be jelly, jelly, jelly. <laughs> jealous, <laughs> jealous and envious that he's given us. And remember that just because somebody else has something you don't, doesn't mean they have more than you doesn't mean that they're better than you. It doesn't even mean that they're blessed more than you because ultimately we need to look back at what is it we still have. And of course, none of that is materialistic. So what do we have in our savior? What did he give us? I like it. I'm going to go with correct on that one. Correct. I know about that. <laughs> He's not allowing no follow. Can we do this? <laughs> no I agree with Schmedium Mike. <laughs> we can do we can do follow ups on the second round. <laughs> Mike, pick a color, please. Oh. You, want, you want the categories again? Yeah. Just to make sure. Okay. Icebreakers, hot topics. Interpretations and stories. It's one out of four, dude. It's two. <laughs> it's twenty-five percent chance of the color. color. Oh my God. Okay, <laughs> let's go red. Hot topics. Oh, you know. And now he's going to pick silent run. Here's the thing. He's going to read it to me, and I ain't going to get it. <laughs> You'll oh, get we'll it. see. You'll we'll get see. It. You're going to surprise yourself. His work in you is going to surprise you, brother. If wicked people become wealthy despite their sin, why should you try to be good? Silent Ron's voice just changed. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see that? Sure. Can I have to ask it a different way? Oh, I'm like, no. don't, don't rip it up. No. <laughs> Next New question, card. please. <laughs> Could you use it in a sentence, please? Not bad. No. He did put it in a sentence. True. Wicked people become wealthy. So if bad people get good things, why should you be good? If bad people get good things, why should you be good? Yeah. 
because you're supposed to, you're called to. I, this question here's this question is like terrible because I'm not. You know, I get it. There's wicked people out there, and they get stuff that I don't get, and I'm I consider myself good. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I don't. And I don't. And I don't. I say I don't have a lot, but I have quite a bit. So you know, I once had somebody tell me I can't remember who it was. If it was somebody at this table or somebody else, but they said to me. Do you have clothes on your back? And I said, yes. They said, do you have a house? I said, yes. They said, are you warm at night? And I said, yes. And they said, so how do you not feel that you ain't rich? Mm. So, you know, this... Probably guess where that came from. Huh? Or where they heard it, anyways. Yeah, I can't remember who I heard it from. Yeah. But, you know, it, it definitely opened your eyes to, you know, growing up, I thought I was poor. I thought all the kids at school had everything. Their parents could get them anything and everything. And I'd have to ask my mom, and my mom and dad would have to say the hard no because we didn't have it. And I would kind of resent that, get upset about it, and say, look, I'm going to be an outcast because I can't have this like they can. But I wasn't looking at it right because we just didn't have the money for it. But, like I said, then somebody brought to my eyes that as long as you had a house, heat, shoes, socks, whatever you needed to make it, that is considered rich. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, and I think it was you and I having that conversation down by the lake in the park. I can't say again. That was you and I having that conversation. I can't remember. All I know is... I made a real impression on him, didn't I? You done good. I don't... uh, And looking back on that, I don't think I'd had it any other way. And I still feel rich to this day. Now, when it comes to the wicked people becoming rich, I guess it's just an unfair card. I don't know. You know? and And who's to say how they get rich is what's the word I'm looking for here um, ethical well ethical or legal or uh, there's another word I'm looking for here honest mm-hmm. yeah. so to say yeah. and being if you are wicked and you become rich I could see how you could never feel rich enough because it's not it's not you know, earned. It's not, or it is, but it isn't. It's not, it doesn't mean enough to you, like, say, somebody who owns a billion-dollar corporation and me in a little hut. Right. So to say. So, and in the in the words of Forrest Gump, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> keep, that keep that card out for the next go-around. You want to, huh? Yeah. Well, we've done enough red. Let's go green. (laughs) (laughs) Whose answer? You can have it. Me? Yeah. Oh. The narrator does not get out of the game. game. (laughs) It was. Turning it around on Pat C. Jack right there. (laughs) Wow. 
Thanks, Ron. <laughs> that was a good Does one, Does suffering serve a purpose? Ooh. Are there benefits to our trials? Mm. Yes. To both. Um, our suffering is how we... Our outlook on it? I mean, sometimes maybe it is physically suffering or emotionally suffering. <clears throat> But it's also a learning experience for us, too. For when we're through those dark, suffering times, when we get on the outside of that tunnel, it is a learning experience. So then we can help somebody else that's now going through that same tunnel. And is there benefits? Yes. I just said one of them. This podcast is a tool of that benefit. It's helping other people with the same things that we have dealt with before. Maybe coming together to deal with things that are yet to come. I don't have a movie quote or nothing, but that's <laughs> my final answer. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee Mike? Yes, sir. You're going to have blue. Uh-oh. Oh, going easy on Coffee Mike. Jeez. I like it. Man. Do you prefer to read the physical Bible or the digital version? I prefer the digital because I'm dyslexic, and it reads it to me. And it also offers me the ability to go back and forth between versions, ESV, you know, whatever version you, that you feel comfortable with. I like to cross-reference back and forth. And that's my final answer. <laughs> Good answer. Thank you. I'll be back here all, all week. You'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a color, sir. Red. Oh, dang. And Ronnie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Oh, how the table is <laughs> Who picked this game, Be bullied to bullying. To church leadership and pastorals. Oh, roles be restricted to men. <laughs> oh. oh, wait, let me get my red light out. <laughs> I don't. There should be some boundaries, and this is my opinion on this hot topic. Nothing factual. This is from the Gospel of Ronnie, the mouth. Okay? Because we have Silent Ron, we have Ronnie the mouth. I, th- I do think women are called to for leadership roles. Um, pastoral duties, I don't think so. I think it's in the Bible, says it. It's biblical, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now, like I said, I, I love it because we have lots of women leaders, and they go out and they take charge and they take care of everything. But I do believe that a man should be in the pulpit. Right. But look, I'm, I'm just going to add to this. Look, look what, who did Jesus use 99.9% of the time in the Bible to go tell people what needed to happen? The women. There you go. Enough said. Yeah. The, say again? The women. The, oh, the well, and with this being said, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a touchy thing in this day and age. That's why it's on a hot topic. And, and this really hits me because my my dad 
his wife, she's a uh, she's the pastor of a little church in a town called Thompson. And we've had discussions, and it's just so weird where it takes you, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I I sit there and I talk to her, and like you all said, what it says in the Bible about it, but yet she still chose to do it. And then the stuff that's being preached, I'm like, how does it work? Uh, I mean, how how does one in that situation like her, how can she preach out of that Bible knowing it says this, but yet still continue to do this? Mm-hmm. And I hope that doesn't sound bad. You no, know I what I mean? Exactly what you're saying. Because I'm not. Bad. Yeah, it, no it, how it, you, it, it does. It does sound bad. bad, and I'm not trying to make it sound bad, but I just, I don't, I don't know. Well, let's just say Riley's getting called to the principal's office on that one. Silent Rod will probably be going with you. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add too because. If, if we all we all might as well get called to the principal's office. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> no, I'm You're going with us. You're guilty, guilty by That's right. You're here. You're here. You heard it. We you, know, they, you know, you, you say you say that that lady's a. They call her the pastor of that church, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, according to the Bible, they're in di- they're they're in disobedience, according to what the Bible says. She is. I mean, that that is not supposedly supposed to be her job. A teacher. Yes. She can teach all day long. Women can teach all day long. Like I said, Jesus used them in the Old Testament to go out and tell what he needed done. I mean, almost every time he sent a woman to do it. I mean, for real. Um, Now, this is just just me. Um, I don't know. I can't read it. Oh, in that case, I would say no. But uh, this is just me, you know, yes, they're in disobedience, but it's not for me to judge. And that's the way I take it. Well, I'm just saying it's not for me to judge what she does, you know, um, I'm not saying it's bad. Right. But, you know, anytime God says something in the Bible... It ain't it ain't something that you can change. It's not something we we can alter. It's what he says is what he says. But like I said, it's not for me to judge. It's not for anybody to judge because that's actually between her and God. Correct. Yeah. And I and that's why I don't try to bring it up. But how, I mean, and somewhere along the lines, she's going to cross that passage, if not. Oh, I'm sure um, she probably if not avoided it. If she if she if she truly studies her Bible, she's probably come across that passage. But a lot of people will try to alter that passage to where it. Well, and I'll tell you what my what, you know they they try to they try to cherry pick it and make it fit fit their lifestyle. And see, my dad does exactly what my dad said. He said uh, it's a new age. I was like, well, that there's there's some of the problem. <laughs> Yeah. People changing stuff that should not be changed when it is perfect in the beginning. Well, the Bible's clear. You can't add to and you can't take away. What he says is sovereign. What he says is what it is. But then that's, that's when... I mean, that's, that's just, And that's when the judgment comes on, like, me if I was to say something. Because... You can question. Hmm. I know I can question, but if I say it, 
Or, you know, and somebody's like, well, he's not very godly. Throw that out in now, somebody's face. I will say me. this. And I don't mean to. I will say this. If you are if you are going to them. Nope. With, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> the hypothetical. If you was to go to this lady and talk to her and you was doing it with love and in a godly manner, that's not judging her. That is trying to teach her the correct way. And that's what he tells us as, as Christians, as his people, we try to correct brothers and sisters when they're wrong. Well, and I and I and I said something, and I was being nice about it because I think I don't think my heart is I don't think it can be evil. It's just it kills me too much. But uh, and I said something, and then that's the way it came about that. And I just kind of I just left. I didn't want to push no more right buttons. I, you know. And like you said, I told myself, I stopped. I told myself, this is not for me to judge. I give this one to you. But it is it is your duty to pray over it and see if you can bring it to the right. That's your duty as a Christian. That's, that's what we're supposed to do. You have to remember it's not ours to judge the... A world that doesn't have the same views as exactly. us. Exactly. Right. But when it does, and it, it talks about believing in the Bible, then we are called the judge to hold our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. accountable. I agree. So, but like I said, it, it's a, it's a touchy, touchy, touchy. Touchy with everything. I mean, it's. And with it being family and stuff, it's like, man. Even, what, even more. So, the judgment yeah. Mike's talking about is a righteous judgment. Yes. Not, right. Not a, not a harsh judgment. Yeah. Right. Judgment and love. Yes. Yeah. I I I approached it as smoothly as I thought I could. Yeah. Right. And so, but then when that was said, I was like, okay, I understand what you're saying, you know. And and I went with it, and like Bob said, you know, I talked to my wife about it, and she's like, that's what she said. Pray about it, and eventually, it will be shown. Yeah. Round two. Round two. <laughs> we started round one. That was. I Bob started round one. Oh, that's one. right. Yeah. Might as well. I'm going to start round two because I was the last one. But this time, when you answer, you can somebody else can chime in also, which we kind of already did. That. We already did that, but then we were round three now, aren't we? Yeah, we're <laughs> round three. <laughs> Wait a minute. Halfway, we're halfway through round two. Not yet. Metal Royal. Yeah. Round three is the speed round. Schmidt and Mike, Uh-oh. you're getting yellow. All right. Even though red's been pretty popular. I know. I know, right? Thought everybody would avoid. Well, I guess the one, if we chose what we wanted. <laughs> blue, blue, please. Blue, blue. <laughs> the Book of Ruth gives us an example of of a kingsman redeemment uh, let me start that over the book of Ruth gives an example of a kingsman redeemer what are some examples of Jesus' role as a redeemer in the bible that relates to your life Jeez, no. that's a blue no that's a yellow that's a yellow oh. That's that's mm. a ca- that's a caution card. Well, that's, that's definitely <laughs> caution. That's a tough one. Man, I can't even read this. How much Stories. time we got? This is. I mean, at, oh. 
Sure, glad he gave you that hard question. So here, let's let, let's reframe it then. Mm. Right? Jesus is the redeemer. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, you, you, there's some Jesus you know. stories that you've read. Oh yeah, that hit harder than the others. Mm-hmm. Maybe different ones at different times. Yeah. Can you pick one out of your beanie? Mm. I would say probably the prodigal son. When you're talking about not my earthly father, but my heavenly father. And no matter how many times, I mean, of course, it talks about the one and going in, in very various directions. But no matter how many times I've turned away, no matter how many times I've done the opposite of what I'm supposed to do, all I've had to do is turn back and he's still standing there and redeeming me. And when Jesus gave his life for my sins, it wasn't a one-shot deal. And it wasn't a, I screw up one time and I'm done. It was a, for every sin, every time, past, present, and future. Does that answer your question? <laughs> I'm happy with the answer. What was it saying about the book of Ruth, though? It was just saying, it was just giving that as an example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I like the book it, of Ruth because. It says the book of Ruth gives us an example of yeah. a Kingsman Redeemer. Yeah. Because Boaz, everybody knows Boaz was the, the king back then. And Ruth had just, Ruth had just lost her husband. Because Naomi and, and she didn't, Naomi wanted her and her daughter-in-law to go back to their to the countries they come from, back to their people. To their people. Well, the one daughter-in-law did, but Ruth's like, "Nope, I'm not leaving you. I'm staying with you." So Ruth went out and started gleaning the fields. And Boaz, which was the king, he uh, he told the he told the workers, he's like, "You all glean these fields, but you make sure you leave enough." that she can glean off the edges of the field. I don't want her going anywhere else and gleaning off anybody else but me. So she'd done that for a while, and then, of course, Boaz took her as his wife, and that's that's where the story of Ruth comes in. It's, it's pretty, it's, it's, I mean, just think about, just think about how Jesus done that for us. You know, he's like, he, he, he hung on a cross for our sins, but that's kind of like him saying, hey, you know what? You guys leave this certain amount for all these guys to glean off of because in the end, I'm going to take care of them anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's a good, that's a good example. I like, I like that example. <clears throat> White. Pick color. I'm going to pick yellow. All right. Mm. Who's your victim? I mean. Coffee Mike. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> what are your longest wilderness Seasons. How long did they last? Oh, wow. Well, I'd say about 20 years. I was saved, but I was in the wilderness for 20 years. Uh, You know, a lot of you all know that I suffered a massive stroke and lost everything of value, what I thought was value in my life, home, cars, everything. And I was pretty mad at God about that. For a long, well, 20 years. Uh, and uh, so that was, I was out there 
where I thought I was by myself, but looking back, I now realize I was never alone. He had his hand on me. He was there with me because who knows what, where I would have been. That's a long story. That's that's the short end of it. Did that answer the question? Your answer. That's, that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. Cheers. There you go. Pick a color, sir. Red. Who is your Mike. victim? Ooh. Mike is your victim? <laughs> yeah. If you were Peter, what would you have done when the soldiers came to arrest Jesus? That's a pretty good one. If you were Peter. I guarantee you his first instinct would do the same thing Peter did. Same thing Peter did, that's probably what I'd do. But I'd go for both ears. The second instinct would be the ball like a baby. <laughs> I don't think in that instance. Not that time. Because I th- I think, but yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, even when it wasn't Jesus that people came after. Yeah, I think... It, it's just the love yeah, side. I mean, it's yeah, it's one of those things to... What's going to... What's going to absolutely hurt the worst to defend the best? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, whoever's coming at them, what is, what's going to stop them from doing this and defend that person that I love so much? Whatever it is, doesn't matter. Especially, I mean, to me, when you're talking about Jesus and seeing the things that he's done without even knowing yet, you know, what's going to happen because you have no, he had no idea, but just seeing the the majesty of everything that he's done and the way he's transformed my life at that point in being Peter and yeah. anything anything and everything. Anybody got it? Something to add? No, I'd cut his ear off too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, have went, I'd probably went after him. I would have got the second ear for a matching pair. <laughs> Only thing is, is after you know, of course, after, after he cut the ear off, Jesus is like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah. So he healed the ear, he restored the ear, and got arrested like he was supposed to. And that's the benefit of hindsight, I think. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you kind of think now and you're like, okay, Jesus just, boom, put it back on. So you know, if you had that hindsight and you go back and you're like, I'm Peter, and I'm like, okay, let's, I'm not testing God. I'm not testing Jesus. Yeah. But I'm going to try something harder. Like, yeah. <laughs> not an ear, you know. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's, yeah. But, you know, what, what really, what blows my mind in that whole thing is all them soldiers seen Jesus heal that guy's ear, and they yet they still took him. Still took him, yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Peter has seen all this, you know, and then this soldier actually is one of his miracles by putting his ear back on. Mm -hmm. But yet, they all still arrest him. Mm -hmm. So how can that... I'd like to know what was going through the soldier's mind. Oh, yeah. How, because it had to have convicted him a little bit oh, in some way. You know, probably the beating they were. This is going to sound a little greedy, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad they still arrested him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I, oh yeah, because but he he was there for a purpose. Yeah. If I was if I was that soldier, I would be so conflicted at that point. You would think, yeah, yeah. You, you know? would think something would run run through his head about that. But, but, but with that conversation, think, I think that. There's a lot more believers made that day with that one slice Swipe of the layer. Yeah. That's possible. Because that that soldier, 
I want to know what was in his head when it got healed. Right. And did that not just flip the switch and change his life? And, 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 and testimonial that he's going to share with everybody he knows. Yeah. I mean, how, you can't keep something like that to yourself. Yeah. And it would have been tearing me up if it was me. Plus, on the same token, I have to go ahead and do my duty that I was told to do. Right. Knowing in my heart, it felt totally wrong then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's part of the thing, too, with who was ordering it. Right. So it's like... You, they knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to be a beating. No. They were done. They were done, yeah. So, this is all great and cool and, you know, you know the, what, what happened. But again, you don't even know had they even heard of what Jesus was capable of, of right. what they were calling him because they were in the Roman army and they were so they almost secluded from right. that life. Like you said, if they didn't do their job, they knew what they was going right. to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, because yeah. so much of it, you know, like right. whenever, whenever you, the accounts that are retold at least, right. and obviously there's all that stuff, creative licensing and all of that, but they're so separated from the Jewish people and everything and even the Pharisees and everything that they're just so looked down upon. Mm-hmm. Did they even have a clue? Like they just knew they were looking for this guy. You know, do they really know why they didn't right. know what, what he was supposed they to probably didn't ask. Stuff. They probably didn't ask questions. They just went down with that. Yeah. Now, yeah. was that the same, the same, was that the same Roman who got his ear cut off? The one that fell to his knees? Wasn't there a Roman? No. Maybe I got this wrong. You are correct, but no, that's not the same one. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know. I didn't know if they I didn't know if the so. same one that got his ear cut off at the crosses when when he finally said his last words mm. and was done. You're talking about the yeah. Roman that fell to his knees. No. You're talking about you're talking about the one that went up and took his spear and stabbed him in the side. And then let's see, how did that work out? I gotta remember now. I I then thought I'll there have was, to get back in there and restudy that. I'm gonna have to look at it too, because I thought but, there were, I, I know about the one that stabbed him in the rib. And, but I well, thought there. Talking, I thought you're there talking was talking about the Roman that actually cut him down, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Was that the same one that possibly got his ear cut off? Well, it's possible. It's possible. I guess. Yes. Yeah. You Could know. be because there's at that time there's there's always just a small contingent of Romans, right? So they they do multiple jobs, right? In that time frame, and I'm sure that. The, that the ones that arrested him was probably the ones that seen it all the way through to the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. So it's a possibility it could have been that guy. Two more people, Mike. You got one, pick a color, pick a person, and then we'll go one more, and then we'll, we'll like mm-hmm. it. All right, you know what? Let's go red, Brother Bob. Woo! I, I did my best not to make eye contact with <laughs> I think everybody did. <laughs> yeah, like Red. Do you believe all Christians should be able to speak in tongues? Nope. I don't. Because uh, speaking in tongues is actually, uh, I guess, per se, uh, a gift of God. But if you're speaking in tongues, you better have interpreters there. Because if you ain't got interpreters there, you're not you're not biblically doing what's supposed to be done. And God is a God of order, not Absolutely. chaos. That's right. Enough said there. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it's like riding a bike, right? That's right. Like, if it's easy enough, everybody. It, that's right. Yep. Yeah. 
No, there's there's only certain there's only certain ones that can speak in tongues. But like I said, if they're speaking in tongues, there's got to be interpreters there that can interpret what they're saying. Hmm. Having grown up in the Pentecostal church, seeing that stuff firsthand, even as a young child, I, I kind of felt as though how do I phrase this? It may not have been genuine. Right. It seemed dramatic to me when I went. It seemed like I was like what is going on? You know, I, I didn't understand. I was a young kid. And it was kind of scary, to be honest with you. Yeah. It scared me. And then when somebody told me what they were doing, I was like, well, what are they saying? And nobody could tell me what they were saying. How can you, or for me, I was like, well, how do you know that's even right truth? Right. Or if that's a show. Yeah, and that, exactly. That was something I had uh, seen on one of the documentaries we we used to talk about, to where it was like when people were walking in and they're handing out basically a, a cheat sheet yeah. of what the tongues, what it means, and stuff like that. That's not, like, how can you? How can you? Do yeah, that? exactly. Yeah, it's the thing like is, you're not is, doing that. Is, you know what I just said? When they're talking in tongues, the interpreter's got to be right there. Yeah, not not, not saying the everything they're saying and speaking right. what's supposed to be. Yeah. What they're saying. Yeah. Weren't the tongues, though, Bob? Weren't that? That was on the day of Pentecost that all the people from all of the area came together and spoke many different yeah, but tongues. They, they spoke different tongues, but they was all hearing the same thing. thing. Yeah. That's where that comes they from. Were, yeah, it? pretty much, I think. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not real, I'm not real big on the tongues. I mean, I, I really didn't study it that much because, I mean, yes, it's one of God's gifts, but. It's something I don't think God will ever give me. So I mean, I'd ask him kinda... to repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> repeat that, please. Could you repeat that, please? And if it comes out the same again, yeah, I got you. You yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just uh, I don't know. You. It just it's a gift from God, and and you know, like I say, you got to have an interpreter there to to actually be able to understand it and for it to be biblical, you know. Next time you see my wife, ask her about her Pentecostal oh, church going. Oh, yeah. And then she, yeah. She's probably the one for the answer. Like I said, I was she'll, just a she'll kid. Give you, she'll tell you. <laughs> Whose choice is it now, Ronnie? Well, that was Bob. I think we should. So. Yeah, it's Bob. Yeah. Pick color, pick, and then we'll, and then after that, then we'll, we'll do a speed round. Okay. We're going to go yellow. Okay. And it's Ron's turn. <laughs> what is yellow again? Stories. So I, I can make this up. To an extent, okay. <laughs> you could, but yeah. Do you feel like you know why you are here on Earth? What do you think your purpose is? I have no clue. Okay, I used to question myself this question. All the time before I came a believer. What am I here for? Why am I here? You know, I, I don't, I didn't know. I felt for years like I was just going through the paces, living the lie, you know, just living, not getting anywhere, so per se, but just existing. And, uh, and then, you know, you come to Christ and then you start learning. He starts teaching you things through other people, through books, you know, and you start learning things. 
and it started filling my heart like, hey, I know how to do this. This person doesn't. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I want to do. And that's what I started doing. When I was 22, 23, when me and Karen first got together somewhere around there. Yeah, I was young. Yes. (laughs) Two two decades ago. I told myself, you know, that's when I got into automobiles. And I was like, I need to know how to do this. So that's when I went to my Uncle Lester and I was like, hey, you're a certified mechanic. Would you let me work with you and learn this? And he has. And now at this point in my life, I've just, because of certain circumstances, I am uh, able to build a shop. And with the knowledge I have from my uncle and all that, I'm going to start giving it back. You know, start helping people that can't afford stuff here and there. And, you know, and so that's kind of where I'm at on that whole thing. But so I think you do know. You didn't know. I didn't know. I, I had no. You have, but, and I, I think always, you have a clue now. I do now, <laughs> but when I was younger, because I was so blind to it, it wasn't open to see. Just like the yeah. being rich thing, because it was all about I want this, I want that, I need this, I need that. It changed, and somehow, uh, maybe through the grace and being humbled. Uh, you know, now it's all about, it's not about Ron no more because I get joy out of giving and helping and seeing somebody else shine in the light, you know, and that gives me enjoyment. That is great payment, you know, for me. I don't need anything for it because I don't do it for me no more. Before I'd do it for me because I'd want something out of it. And I don't do it for that no more. Sounds to me like you know what you're supposed to do. So, but it's it's been a long road to get here. And a lot of people sacrifice for me to get there. And it's very appreciated. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speed round. <laughs> Coffee Mike, you're the fastest one here. Shoot. You're starting to talk. <laughs> you guys tied me with a sundial. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what is one word that describes who God says you are? One word that, that God says about me? That God says you are. Yeah. So he's making you judge yourself. Yeah, I was going to say not patient. Okay. That's the best I can do. Bob? Same question? Nope. Oh. Come on. Oh. I was going to say, that'd be easy. I, I was about to say, come on, I thought it was going all around. Yeah, that was a speed round. give you an easy answer. That's a speed round. Well, give me the Okay. Which Bible character would be the best at Twitter or social media, we'll say? And what would their main thing be? King Solomon. Everything is, how's he put it, um, like chasing the wind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. 
Here it is. I couldn't have said an answer like what that. Is, what is your favorite Christian song? Sing a couple of lines. Oh, my. Yeah. I'll give you a beat, oh Mike. I'm sure glad you got right. that one. I know what it is. So go ahead. Good. Take it away. Um, all right. Redeemed by Big Daddy Weave. <laughs> um, and I think the part that always sticks with me. Um, you got to be on key. Oh, yeah. That's not going to happen. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Um, I don't know if I just say it. Is that all right? Yeah, no, we read, read it. It I think the card said you had to sing it. Read it off. Um, Look, he's getting red. He is red. He's getting red. A lot of singers just. Sound just, like they're reading right out of the book. Yeah. Hey, just for the listeners, no, no, Mike is embarrassed right now. Uh, I'm letting him off the hook because I'm next, Mike. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That's my dog. That's my dog. <laughs> um, it says, uh, child, lift up your head, and I remember, oh, God, you're not done with me yet. Uh, that's pretty good. That's kind of saying it. Kind of. Kind of like rapping it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ron. If God appeared to you right now, oh my, oh. what question would you ask? Oh man. Huh? Get one question. It says what question, not what questions. Just one. Mm. It'd be a hard. Well, I had a question three months ago. Mm-hmm. I guess it'd still be the same question. Why my son? I mean, I questioned it the night it happened. I question it still. So if he was standing in front of me, that would be my question. Why did you take my son? Or why is my son gone? Not take my son, because obviously it's a blessing that he did. At the same token, it hurts. And I would, I would want to know why. Yeah. And I, I can't know why right now until I go home. And that question sucked. It needs to be taken out of the deck. Here's my question. Yeah, I think you were rifling through the cards. I, saw. I know, right? I, yeah, he was he's always going, no, I, don't I don't want that one. I don't want that one. Okay. This is a good one. Here, I'll do this one. Okay, how about the? Here's the one that I pass. <laughs> what is the most influential Christian book you have read besides the scripture? Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie, don't read. I do. Yeah, I do. Oh, sorry. Graphic. I novels. would say "Dangerous Prayers" by Gregory Shaw. Nice. That one you read about ten times? No. No, I think that book you were telling me about. Zealot oh, is the man. one that I listen to a lot. Yeah. "Dangerous Prayers" is the name of the book. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But Zealot is a good one too, because sure. it looks at Jesus of Nazareth as like they dive into historically. And then gets to Jesus the Christ. Mm. So, okay, now cool. tell us about the book that you actually said. Dangerous Prayers. Yes, um, it's just like the title. Dangerous Prayers. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of gut punches mm-hmm. when you think you're pushing the envelope for praying. Read this book. You're still you're still you're being still comfortable yeah. in your prayers. Yeah. When you like, think you're you're gung ho, it's just, the best. It's the best, not best Christian book I've read. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think you're gung ho and praying, you're just Barely touching the ice. Yeah, yeah, you ain't you ain't even you ain't even put one toe on the ice. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. 
Think you're dangerous. Right. Right. God says, hold my drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should get two questions. Yeah. Don't call me out. <laughs> well, are we commanded to call our brother? Doug? Amen. We Thank are, you. We are. Now he's trying to. And uh, no, trying to backpedal now, yeah. ain't he? Remember that when it's your turn. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite biblical name? Michael. That's an easy one. <laughs> that was Thank easy. you. Bob, what is your prayer personally? Long or short prayers or loud or quiet? I'm direct and to the point, so I'm going to say, I don't know, I guess. Short and loud? Short and loud, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That kind of goes with you, Bob. It does. <laughs> Correct. I would have to say Bob's in the middle. <laughs> I've prayed with Bob quite a few times. And he's. Now, here's the thing. You got to remember, you're talking about, is it Bob's prayer? I got you. Or Bob's for. Okay, I got you. You okay. know. For, okay. Here's I, know, I know exactly what you're saying, though. Yep. Here's a good one. If you were Noah, Ooh. not your grandson. Yeah. Which animal would you have left off of the ark? <laughs> okay, question on this one. Was he was was he told to leave certain animals off the ark? I don't think so. Because it sounds like a loaded question. Yeah, it's not <laughs> true. No. He said to get all God, two God put the God, God put the animals on there he wanted on there. So. Right. I so <laughs> it had to be God to put them animals on there because Noah wasn't going to go out and collect all them animals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. So, who, up. so who is Noah to say you can't go? Well, <laughs> well right now it's Mike. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> well, mosquitoes aren't, you they're not push? animals. No, so. they're bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Me, myself, I'm the head. Pepe Le Pew. I'm going to say none because I'm not questioning God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Hippopotamus if it were me because I hate that song. All I want for Christmas is a Hippopotamus. Oh my gosh, that's one of my wife's favorites. Oh, it drives me nuts. Never heard this. Yeah. I was trying Don't to help you out with your questions. I'm going to go with, with an alligator. Alligator? Yeah. Because when I watch that show and they got like a quarter size thing to put them down, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to get that close. Would you think you would? To just say they're angry because they have all them. Ain't no toothbrush. Mama said that. And mama did. Well, it's his mama. Final question. Final question. Silent Ron. Why Silent Ron got to be the final question? Because you're. Oh, I guess I am. Sorry. I'm okay. There you go. List five books of the Bible. Nope. You can't list five books? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. No cheating. Don't want to. Who's cheating? You can't listen? No, I probably could, but I'm I'm not going to. No. Go ahead. You want another Next. question? Huh? You want another question? I don't like that one. What is your favorite thing about God? Who? Should have the books. Yeah. No. <laughs> Dude. My favorite thing about God. Yeah. When I Okay. When I see Jesus... That's my favorite thing about God, because when I see him and I know what he did for me and I can look back on that to humble myself, mm. it's a very powerful thing for me. Mm. Because all I, if I'm if I feel like I'm in a bad way or if I feel like I'm treating somebody bad or if I'm whatever, all I have to do is look and or think and remind myself of what Jesus did for me. And it. Throat punches me and humbles me to the point of where, you know, I'm not doing right. That's a good answer. 
Yes. Right, I'll have the last answer. Nice. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Well, it's not a beach. It's not going to be cold. So somewhere in the middle. Maybe Hawaii. That's Sorry, whole, sir. They got beaches. They're an island. Oh. The whole thing's a beach. <laughs> I don't have to live on the outskirts of Hawaii. <laughs> He's outskirts. Like, Sorry, sir. Everywhere you walk's a beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Try again. That question was not very good. Yeah, I think yeah, she had to draw another one. Okay. I'm not sure how that was a Christian question. Yeah, yeah. I think he made it up. It's right there. Mm-hmm. He shows us the card, but I can't. That read says, it. "Hey, biblical the correct, times." The correct we, answer there. for that would be this, Ronnie. I would live wherever God wanted me to go. Oh. How do you read the Bible? Randomly, one book a month, etc., etc. I'd I'd fail that question. I read lots of devotionals about things that are happening, or that I need to work on, or that I need to prepare for. But also, I try to pick a book outside the book that our small group does, and try to study that and go into deeper. That's it. So do we all get? And you want my final thought on this one? Nope. No second second thoughts. Okay. (laughs) I will ask my two prayers out. Which one? Either Mike wants to pray us out. Go ahead, copy Mike. I'm good, brother. Wait, we're playing games. How about paper, rock, scissors? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Do it. <sighs> oh, no, Mike got it. Oh, look at you changing it. I saw that. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Well, I went like this. <laughs> Wait a minute. I seen this first. Yeah. And then when you see what he had, but they all get under my fingers. It was paper, rock, slash, scissors. But slash, the rock killed the scissors and the paper covered the rock. So, Goffy Mike's going to pray. I'm going to pray so. There we go. For those of you listening, I don't pray aloud in large groups, so forgive me before we start. Father, thank you tonight for allowing us to come together and enjoy one another's company and answer questions that probably a lot of us here at this table and listening to us have had too. It always amazes me how you put the right pieces in the right places to make sure that whoever needs to hear something or see something, they do. Mm -hmm. And Father, we can't thank you enough for that. Your master plan is just beautiful. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And until next time. Catch you on the flip side.